0: Let's pray. Father, we come to you today and there is so much to remember in our walk with you. Indeed, you have done so much for us that our lives really have never been the same from the moment we heard you call our name. How grateful we are for Jesus, for who you are, for what you have done, In our gratitude, Lord, we would pause to say, you know, we're sorry that sometimes this week we didn't get it quite the way we should have, but how grateful we are, Lord, that your mercy and grace extends to us moment by moment, day by day, and we thank you for that as well. And now, Lord, my prayer is that you'll speak to all of us, whether it is the uh, preacher or the people whether, God, it is the ones in the pew or the one that stands behind a, uh, a pulpit. All of us need to hear a word from you today, God. And so we would ask that you would speak to our hearts, draw us close to you, help us to hear what you say with such clarity that um, perhaps this week it will be different than for many of us it is week to week, that we would uh, even, as Lisa has shared that we will let you make an impact on our lives that will carry us through this coming week and in the days to come. Speak to us now, Lord, through your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. C.S. Lewis once wrote, The truest and most horrible claim made for modern transportation is that it annihilates space. It annihilates space, one of the most glorious gifts we have been given. Lewis went on to say, It is a vile inflation which lowers the value of distance, so that a modern boy travels a 100 miles with less sense of liberation, pilgrimage, and adventure than his grandfather felt when traveling a mere 10 now if your thoughts about Lewis's insights causes you to think only about mileage you've missed the point Lewis's annihilation of space explains a problem that has risen to a epidemic level in our country today indeed around our world and I'm not talking about that like COVID-19 regardless of the specific nature of one's circumstances, whether your circumstances are good today or whether they're bad this morning, whether they're easy for you right now or they're very hard for you to work through, many today seem unable to appreciate distance by taking the long look. Most of us want immediate answers to our problems. We want immediate answers to our questions. And we want immediate justice to right all wrongs. Why are we like this? Agitated, upset, sometimes nervous. We simply want the acid indigestion to end to just go away. And that's just looking at this paradox from the negative side of life. The positive side sets up much the same. Sometimes we are expectant, eager, anticipatory. Some just want the journey to end, the day to finally arrive, to have the reward now instead of later. Lewis's ideal of distance appeals to few today. Many, I think, struggle to just see worth in the journey. And there are days, if we're honest, that we really get that, don't we? I mean, we we get that. However... Here is something, there is just no getting around. God calls. He beckons. He invites. He enjoins. He pleads with us to journey with him into a future unknown to us, but one fully known to him. So it was with the man we know as Abram or Abraham. No last name, just he's known to us as Abram or Abraham. We are first introduced to Abram in the genealogy of Shem in the 11th chapter of Genesis. Genesis. This is the man, Abram, who was once told by God in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, that his entire life would simply be a journey, one looking to what he would always see in the distance. Leave your people and your father's household and go to a land. Listen, I will show you. God would later change Abram's name, but not the nature of his journey towards something still quite distant. Genesis chapter 17 tells us, God said to him, "'As for me, that is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations.'" after you, so many I wills, those things not yet taken hold of. But here is God calling, beckoning, enjoining, inviting, pleading with Abraham to walk with him into a distant future. Perhaps, maybe, Abraham thought with this, finally his journey into the distant future was nearing its end. Not so. For in Genesis chapter 22, the Bible says, sometime later, God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham, and Abraham said, Here I am. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. And early the next morning, Abraham got up and he saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac, and when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. And on the third day, Abraham looked up, listen, and he saw the place in the distance. I wonder, do you think Abraham grew weary, looking towards that which could only be seen from a distance? Apparently not too much, because until the end of his life, this man, Abraham, journeyed with God, imperfectly to be sure, making mistakes along the way, nevertheless, seeing worth in the journey. And I want you to know something this morning. God still calls you and I to journey with him today into what is always a distant future. So, what to learn this morning from the journey Abraham continually saw from a distance. Well, we learn the journey we see from a distance is a place of great sacrifice. Sometime later, God tested Abraham and he said to him, Abram. And Abram said, Here I am. And at this point, God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. I can't imagine sacrificing one's daughter or sons. But for Abraham, this involves something even deeper than that. Genesis chapter 16 records the account of Abraham sending Sarah's servant, Hagar, away. Along with the son she had borne to him, Ishmael. Now, here in chapter 22, the Bible describes Isaac as Abraham's only son. Only son. How to reconcile all of those I wills of Genesis chapter 17 with the sacrifice of Isaac that we now hear about in chapter 22. The journey Abraham saw from a distance involves sacrifice and of this, you and I can be certain this morning. The journey that we see from a distance will involve sacrifice. Sacrifice as well. Legend has it that Cyrus, the founder of the Persian Empire, once captured a prince and his family. When brought before him, Cyrus was said to have asked the prince, What will you give me if I release you? Came the reply, I would give you half my wealth. Cyrus continued, And if I release your children, what would you give me then? The prince replied, I would give everything I possess. But should I release your wife, then what would you give me? Legend says that Cyrus, listening to the man, was moved by his devotion as he said, for that I would give myself. We're told, moved by the man's devotion, that Cyrus let them all free. (laughs) He turned them all loose, and he sent them all home. And as they returned home, the prince looked to his wife and said, wasn't Cyrus a handsome man? To which his wife replied, I didn't notice. I kept my eyes focused only on the one willing to sacrifice himself for me. Listen, the journey we see from a distance never leads to a place clustered around self. It leads to a land centered on sacrifice for good reason. The one who sacrificed himself for us is the same one who now calls us and invites us And pleads with us to the sacrificial journey that we see in the distance. And this we see clearly when we keep our eyes only upon him. For as it is written, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, God's sacrifice, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this... This is your true and living worship. The word of the Lord, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Find yourself on a journey centered on self, self self-pity, self-indulgence, self-centeredness, self-worship. You'll find you're on the wrong journey. The journey we see from a distance involves sacrifice for the kingdom of God never comes without great cost. The journey we see from a distance is a place of great sacrifice. However, The journey we see from a distance is also a place of great supply. We pick up the story beyond where the text ended in verse 8, and now we hear the rest of it, as Paul Harvey might one time have said. In verse 9, we read, When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it he bound his son Isaac, laid him on the altar, placed him on top of the wood, and then he reached out his hand and he took hold of a knife with the intent to slay his son. At this moment, an angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And at that moment, surprise of all surprise, Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided, supplied. Missionary Hudson Taylor once wrote in his journal, Our Heavenly Father knows full well, that all of his children wake up every morning with an insatiable appetite. He sustained the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. Depend on it. God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. And of course we know why, yes? What Abraham saw from a distance... Looking forward, you and I today see clearly by looking to a distant past. Trust Jesus as your Savior, and you will learn of another mountain. This one known to us as Mount Calvary, where the Lord supplied forgiveness for sin Strength for today and eternal hope for tomorrow and forevermore. God's wonderful grace that supplies all we need. For we know God will meet all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord, Philippians 4.19. Abraham believed. That God could raise Isaac from the dead because he believed in God's great supply. And listen to me this morning if you've journeyed to the cross, you believe in God's great supply as well. You've been through much in the past 12 months. Perhaps this part of your journey is near its end. Maybe not. But here's something we know today. No matter when this part of your journey ends, another journey will begin. Because one day, when you call a new pastor you will simply invite a person and their family to journey with you towards new and changing horizons that now you only see in the distance. It will be for them and for you a journey of great sacrifice. And it will be for you and for them a journey of great supply. C.S. Lewis on another occasion wrote, Our Father refreshes us on the journey with some pleasant places, but he will not allow them to mistake us for the destination for our home this was the ultimate destination that Abraham saw from a distance in his journey with God this is the same journey before you and me today God does refresh us along the way does he not? of course yet deeply known To all on this journey, our destination is never here. It is always there. And so as we journey today, this morning we learn, such as it was for Abraham, so shall it be for you and for me. Many times a journey of great sacrifice. Always a journey of great supply through Christ Jesus our Lord. Would you pray with me? Lord, were we to be honest with you this morning. We prefer pleasant places on our journey. The truth be known, sacrifice scares us a little. Sometimes it frightens us a lot. Until as we journey along with you, we learn your supply is always greater still. Sometimes, Lord, we learn this great truth, only to find that in the future we have need to relearn it again and again, as Abraham must surely have done. Thank you for the lesson learned today from Abraham's journey. Thank you, Lord, that we too, by faith, see the gospel now preached to us. You have supplied forgiveness for sin, strength for today, eternal hope For tomorrow, as we get ready to journey into yet another week, may we do so, Lord, confident that whatever the sacrifice that lies ahead, your supply is always more through Jesus, who is the Christ, whom we call our Lord. Amen.